is so simple and so plain that anyone can understand it perfectly if you can only see it. It's so simple, so plain. Now, in the epistle and the gospel this morning, both of them, there's some remarkable things that are told. St. Paul, how did he understand the gospel? He said, no one taught it to me. It was revealed to me. What that means is he, he saw it. He saw the gospel. It was revealed to him. And that demoniac thing just blows me away. I mean, that guy, the guy is demon-possessed, but he understands some things that even Peter didn't yet understand. When Peter understood, he said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God, right? Well, what, is the, what does the demoniac say? What do you have to do with me, Jesus, Thou Son of the Most High God? Sounds sort of similar, doesn't it? Even the demoniac saw something that no one else saw at that time. Now, when darkness, here's my homily, when darkness is dispelled, everything becomes clear. Once again, when darkness is dispelled, everything becomes clear. When you were a little kid, and little kids. Now, how many times have you ever tried to walk somewhere, out on the street, in the house, or somewhere, with your eyes closed? And you try to pretend like you were blind. I don't know how many times I've tried it. No one at St. Athanasius knows more about blindness than John Hedges. No one. And probably no one at St. Athanasius would like more to have darkness dispelled than John Hitch. Because he has walked so long not seen. For months now, you know, Father Nicholas puts me on the schedule once a month. That's so nice of him. <laughs> so hard on me. <laughs> And since I have, since I don't have to come up with something every week, you know, I just have all kinds of stuff stacked up that I want to give a homily on. <laughs> and you know, many of you know, I love to give homilies on pieces of the liturgy. This is my homily this morning. You know, it's on when darkness is spelled, everything becomes clear, you know, all revealed. But my homily this morning has to do with a piece of the liturgy that I want you to see. And uh, it was a prayer. It was just praying, but you didn't hear it. Father Nicholas heard it because he prayed it. And not only did he pray it a few moments ago, but he prayed it over the weekend a little bit when Scott and Father Andrew were speaking. The prayer that I want to speak on today is the prayer, it is the prayer before to speak the thing along. It doesn't hurt. It serves me more. The prayer before the gospel. It goes like this. It said silently. Uh, sort of silently. Illumine our hearts 
O Lord, who love mankind with the pure light of your divine knowledge, and open the eyes of our minds to the understanding of your gospel teachings, implant us also a fear of your blessed commandments, so that trampling down all fleshly desires, we may enter into a spiritual manner of living, both thinking and doing such things as are pleasing in your sight, for you are the illumination of our souls and bodies, O Christ our God, and unto you we ascribe glory, together with your Father who is without beginning, and your all-holy good and life-giving spirit, now and ever, and unto ages of ages. Amen. The priest prays that prayer before the gospel is read every single liturgy. And we, many of us use it many other times. When I do a catechism, that's the prayer I'm going to pray before we begin the catechism. Illumine our hearts. And even uh, if you look at other translations of the divine liturgy, I, I looked uh, on the internet last night and find anything. You can see most anything on the internet. And so I was looking for other translations of the Divine Liturgy because uh, I wanted to see you know, how else that might be translated. The first one I saw, pretty good. It said, shine in our hearts, O Lord, who love mankind. Now, I was given a rather delightful illustration about this. Uh, a few of you know that something's rather peculiar about the priest John. Now, you all know the priest John's rather peculiar, but there is something unusually peculiar about him today. What is it? No glasses. No glasses. First time for, I don't know how many decades that I've stood here with no glasses. I wish I had some, by the way. Mama likes glasses, uh, even though she doesn't need them. Uh, I actually do need them, but uh, about four weeks ago, I had cataract surgery on this eye. And about two weeks ago, I had cataract surgery on this eye. And everything has changed. And the glasses I just bought at Costco for $189 are useless. <laughs> I can't see anything correctly with them. I can see, you know, I, my preaching actually changed because of my eyes. I couldn't actually see you very well. <laughs> I can see you really well now, and I wish I had glasses again. <laughs> but I expected to see better when I had the cataract surgery. I actually thought I would. And I do see a whole lot better. Gotta have glasses. I didn't get that fancy stuff like Mama did for all that extra. <laughs> but what I didn't expect, and I was actually told what was going to happen to me. I was told by my time. I was told that if I didn't get this cataract surgery, that stuff would be darker and darker and darker. The shock to me. And it was a shock when I came out of the first cataract surgery was how much brighter everything was. That's what I didn't expect. I expected to see better in focus, but I didn't expect the brightness. You know, they gave me these, oh, Peter, it torments me. 
<laughs> because they gave me these sunglasses that I think are so cool. <laughs> and he thinks they are so ugly. <laughs> but he just doesn't see things clearly. <laughs> but I wondered why they gave me these, these humongous sunglasses. I heard both of protecting it from scratching his eyes. But I hadn't seen things that bright for I don't know how long. And that's usually the first thing I notice in the morning, how much brighter things look. When I walked in here the first time after having that cataract surgery, I couldn't believe the icons. They were so much brighter. Because when darkness is dispelled, everything becomes visible. And what happened in this surgery was some darkness was dispelled and things became more visible. Now when my first statement is considered again, everything about Jesus and the gospel is so simple. If you can only see. Which is why the priest prays, illumine, shine in our hearts. O oh Lord, you love mankind with the pure light of your divine And open the eyes of our minds to the understanding of your gospel teaching. And then the prayer concludes with, oh, oh this is powerful. For you, oh Lord, you are the illumination. You are the illumination. You're the light. I am the light of the world, he said. Isn't that right? For you are the illumination of our souls and bodies. Oh, Christ our God. No wonder we describe unto you, Lord, the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, now and ever, and unto ages of ages. Amen. Now, so what is all, how, how do we get this sight? How do we get darkness to spell? Well, that's really not all that complicated either. Really pretty simple. I believe it was you that used the illustration the other night that at one point something in a manuscript was that your just it came out. I mean, what, what, what would you say in 3D? You saw something. Um, you actually saw something. I think that's what you said. Yeah. He saw it. I mean, it came out of a text that he had, you had written. Saw it. Woo! When he said that, I thought, oh, I like that. <laughs> Nothing ever comes out of anything I write. <laughs> darker and darker. <laughs> Spyglass. <laughs> how do we get how do you get this light? How do you how do you get darkness to dispel? We need the light to shine. Now, St. Paul writes to the Corinthians, and uh, in his second letter, he says to them, you know, I'm paraphrasing and I don't mean this disrespectfully. He said the Jews just don't get it. He says every time they read the old covenant. Every time they read it, there is a veil over their eyes. 
They just don't understand it. But he says, when one turns to the Lord, I'm quoting, everything becomes different. So how do you get darkness to dispel and light to shine? Well, if you turn to the Lord, why does light, why does darkness dispel? You can ask you can some of you, you would have the answer right on the tip of your tongue, don't you? Because he, he is the illumination. He is the light. So, of course, if you turn to the light, it dispels darkness. So, what we need to do is to turn to the Lord. Now, how did St. Paul know that? Because that's actually what happened to him on the road to Damascus. And when he got to Damascus, he turned to the Lord. And all of a sudden, that old covenant that he knew so well, you know what happened to St. Paul in Damascus? What, is this, what happened to him when he saw the, when the light shined on him on the road to Damascus? What happened to St. Paul? Probably. He went blind. And then what happened to him when he goes, who did he talk to? I'm not blind though. Ananias. He, Ananias comes to him and he restores Paul's sight. His sight turned to the Lord and darkness is just out. So what Father Nicholas is praying, what any priest is praying before the gospel is read, shine in our hearts, illumine our hearts, O oh Lord, who love mankind. St. Paul, did, did, by the way, did St. Paul get everything super clear that day that Ananias restored his sight? The Lord restored his sight through Ananias. Did it all become clear? No, in the epistle today, he says, no, I went away, and for three years I was getting it. It was being revealed to me. No one was teaching me. It was being revealed to me. You know, it's almost like, yeah, this eye got brighter, and then this eye got still brighter. And I would hope that this one gets brighter still. You know, it isn't like it's an instantaneous thing where everything is perfectly clear until it's an interesting passage. I'm not sure this is good exegesis, but it's fun. In a moment. In the twinkling of an eye. Everything will become good. We will all think. It has so much to do with sight, but not with the sight of these eyes, but with the sight of these eyes. And we need those eyes to be enlightened. And when they are enlightened, things become clear. And to have that happen, you need to continually in your heart turn to the Lord. It's so easy on a Sunday morning to get up and even fully plan to be here, but not turn 
the Lord. Sometimes it's easier to argue with your kid than to turn to the Lord. Kids. <laughs> On Sunday morning, every time I play something, he says, Oh, my man, we get to go to church today. <laughs> turn to the Lord. When darkness is dispelled, everything becomes You need to turn to the Lord. So for the remainder of the service, stay turned.